All right. Um, for some time now, I think the senior pastor started it last week, uh, Wednesday, and started talking about discipleship and the concept of discipleship. Uh, on Sunday, we also looked at the rewards for those of us that are disciples and emphasize how important it is for us to grow from being Christians or translate, transition from being just normal Christians to actually becoming disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, today we are going to be looking at what I have titled a true disciple. I'd like to take our text from John chapter 8 and verse 31. John chapter 8 verse 31, it says, So Jesus, according to the Amplified Classic Version, it says, So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, that is to hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciple. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, in other words, he was talking about the Christians. If you abide in my word, hold fast, to abide means to hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. You are truly my disciples. So what is the definition of a disciple from Jesus' words, hold on to my teachings and live in accordance with them. In other words, even in Jesus' time, he knew that playing church was a common thing. Praise the Lord. Even in Jesus' time, he knew that to play church was a thing everybody was familiar with. He said, that is just a step. You profess to be a Christian. And it's okay. That is one step. But the concept of living according to what I have taught you is a different ballgame. Praise the Lord. How did Jesus practice discipleship in his time? You know what he did? To the tax collector, he says, come. To the fisherman, he says, come. To anybody he saw around that he thought was, uh, he could call, he called them. To stay with him. Jesus was actually living with the people that he wanted to disciple. And he did that because, you know, to play church, it's okay because you can come to the synagogue. You come to the place where people meet and you teach and you walk away. But it's not enough to raise disciples. A disciple needed to see how you live your life. Praise the Lord. A disciple needed to know that what you say, you keep to them and you live by them. 
And how Jesus practiced it was that he brought them together and sat with them and talked with them and laughed with them. And in so doing, they can imbibe his way of life. There is a set of people that practice this kind of thing today. How many of you have heard of the Almagiris? You know the Almagiris? If you have not lived in the north, I did my national youth service in Katsina. So I spent one year in the north. And occasionally I used to visit Kano State to see one of my cousins there. So I had the first-hand experience of who the Almagiris are. The literal translation of Almagiri means a disciple. Praise the Lord. The literal translation of Almagiris is a disciple. Who are the Almagiris? The Almagiris are a family decides that I want my children whether sons or daughters to walk in the way of Islam to practice Islam religion so rather than put them in the secular education I want them to go through the Islamic education and you would ask so Islamic education is okay there are Islamic schools they can attend no not just Islamic education they wanted them to be followers of the practices of Islam. And the best way they know how it can be practiced is that they send them to a malam who is also a product of their Marjuri stuff. And then the malam invites, you see somebody in Borno State, He's, a child is doing a Marjuri in Zamfara State. You wonder how a three-year-old child, a seven-year-old child, is sent to such a long distance to learn the ways of Islam through the life of the Malam. So they start between the ages of three to 12 years old. So when your child is three, four, five, and it will shock you that they don't, they're not interested in the secular education, the normal education that you know. They just want to practice the Islamic education. And they send them to the, the imam. And you would assume that the imam will take care of them. So the idea is that the imam is supposed to take care of them. But he cannot take care of everybody that is brought to him. He can't. So what he does is that in order for them to be able to feed themselves or take care of themselves, he sends them out to go and beg for food. So my encounter with Almagiris was children on the street begging. So I thought that Almagiris were just simply beggars. But no, you have absolutely no idea what those children know when it comes to the practice of Islam. They begin at a very tender age to teach them the ways of Islam. 
in my father's language, the first time I heard brainwashing was from my father. When he was angry that I chose this part. And he would always accuse me of saying that you have been brainwashed. One day, he told me to get ready to go to the village. I said, what is it, sir? He said, I want to go and officially disown you. <laughs> officially. Because I cannot bear this thing that you are going to school and you are carrying Bible. I don't understand the mixture. So let me know that I have given up on you. That's by the way. But these people are brainwashed at that tender age. And then somebody, the, the idea, you know, a lot of people have kicked against the Almagery system. But it has not stopped. You will see these children spend one week without having their bath. And they carry one plate. And you see flies perching all over their face. And it will shock you, the smiles on their faces. But when they do all that, they go back to the house, sit down, and listen to him. They live with him in order to be able to learn his ways. Paul said that, follow me as I follow Christ. Praise the Lord. You might not be able to see Christ, and you don't know the perfect example the perfect example to follow. I am one, follow me. The concept of discipleship is not what we are doing now. Praise the Lord. We are not doing it though. I don't know how to explain it to you, but we are not doing it. The church of God today, we're not, we not really doing it. We are trying. But the world system has so fashioned us that it's difficult for us to practice discipleship. And I'm not saying that we're going to take the old system that Jesus instituted. It might be very difficult now. But there are ways that we can learn. One, one simple one is interactive Bible study. Praise the Lord. How many are simple as coming to Bible study? This is the simplest part of discipleship. This is the easiest. Just come and listen. The Bible said, hold on to my teachings and live in accordance to them. Now, the first step is something that has become extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. That someone will sit down and say, I would rather, instead of spending two hours in traffic, I would rather watch online. I'm not criticizing those of us watching online, no, please. If it's not possible for you to come to church, it's okay to watch online. Many years ago, uh, with my, my previous boss, where I used to work, he's also born again. He lives in VGC. So I would work with him so much in the office that we would work late. And because the work would not end, you know, 
the kind of people we have now working for us, I don't know, but I'm talking about how we used to work in those days. This one now, they'll tell you, oh, guys, it's 5 o'clock, your boss is still in the office, you are leaving. That's the kind of people we have now. In those days, no, it wasn't like that. At least not for me. We work so much that it, it worked no grief finish. So I said, let's continue working. I will enter his car. I will go. Look at me living in Shasha that time. I will follow him to VGC. Sleep in his room. In his house. Because we are working. One of those days, it happened on a Saturday. So on a Sunday morning, he was supposed to go to church. He lives in VGC. His church is Winner's Chapel, Otter. 4 a.m., he's up. He will drive very fast to go to Otter. I followed him once. After that, you know, I had gone to Otter a couple of times, but I asked him, man of God, please, Oga, why would you drive all the way from Victoria Garden City all the way to Otter? You can't tell me there's no church here now. He said, you won't understand that what I am today is as a result of what I receive from there. If I cut that off, I am cut off. This man, he was in his 20s at that time. But what he had achieved in less than 30 years old is not something that you would imagine somebody in his 20s would achieve. But he knew where his source was and nothing was going to stop him. Nothing. Nothing. Today, we think that we know a lot and then you look at your teacher and you think that you know better than him because of what social media taught us praise the lord because of what we saw on social media all of a sudden you have become so knowledgeable that you cannot be taught A disciple is someone who believes in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, intentionally learns from him, and strives to live more like him. It is not about listening to teachings. It is about imitating a way of life, inculcating his values, and reproducing his teachings. Discipleship is about a way of life. We must understand this. You can be a wonderful teacher of the word, but your way of life does not conform. You know, we hear a lot of stories today about this pastor did this, this Christian did this, and he's born again, no? And he's born again, no? You know what's the problem? He has not been discipled. He never went through discipleship. Never. Because when a disciple is made, it is near impossible to corrupt that person. Have you wondered why? After they train these almagiris, there are certain set of people that take advantage of these people. 
they're already ripe. Go and bomb yourself. And they don't give it a second thought. Why? Because they think they are serving Allah. They don't give it a second thought. I listened to one man. His name is Bishop Benjamin Kwashi, Anglican Church. This man has been mobbed in his house because of Christianity. They came to his house to attack him. You know, um, several things. There was a time they injured his wife. He had to take his wife abroad for medical treatment. And guess what? And brought her back. Brought her back. He said that the work is in Joss. He's, he's, he's alive. The work that God gave him is here in Joss. And that it is a do and die affair. Not do or die. Praise the Lord. It is a do and die affair. So that he's not only ready to be offered, he's ready to die. There was a time they came to his house and he, he told them, please, can I just pray for one minute before you kill me? He knelt down to pray. While he was praying, his son tapped him. Daddy, they've gone. We need to know that Christianity is being trampled upon because we don't have disciples. We don't have disciples. We have Christians who is, for lack of a better word, is just being a religious thing for us. So if it is convenient, we do. If it is not convenient, we don't do. Another example of what we will understand by discipleship is in my local dialect, it's called Igbo boy. If you're an Igbo, you know that there are some people that choose. Instead of spending money to send their children to school, they'll send their sons to bar boy to become what you call an apprentice to a man. And this boy will live with that man for seven years. Seven years. So when they send a boy at a young age, maybe 15, maybe 12, it doesn't matter, he lives with the man for seven years with seemingly no benefit. But at the end of the seven years, he has known how to do the business the man is doing. And then the man settles him after seven years. In my village, there was a man that was very popular because he was rich. His, name is, his business name was Middle Point. After settling him, he's famous for giving one million naira. At that time, one million naira was a lot of money. So he will give you two options. Do you want to go? I give you a shop. I pay for a shop for you and pay you one million naira. Or do you want to go? I get you a shop and you'll be taking, taking goods on credit. 
So some people will choose one million naira because they've never seen one million naira in their life, you know, at that time. Why some will choose, ah, let me be taking goods on credit and be selling. It's still the same thing for me. At least that thing is better for me. So they would learn the business, and many of them. So you see all the successful Igbo people you know, go and ask. Many of them are not school, though. You know what they did? Discipleship. Praise the Lord. All 90% of the rich people you know, the Igbo ones, went through the apprenticeship system, the discipleship system. They know what not to spend money on. They know what to spend money on. But you see how 90%, 95% to be precise, of startup businesses fail. Why? Because you, do, you are not discipled in the way of that business. You just go and you think you know how it works. And then you launch out to start your own business. Before you know it, your business fails. Can, can I ask a question? Okay. okay, please. Is it possible to become a disciple remotely? Is it possible to become a disciple remotely? If I want to be your disciple, can I learn it remotely? By talking to you on the phone, by doing Zoom meetings. Can you do, I, I think discipleship is like apprenticeship. Can you be an apprentice from a distance? Is it a once a week affair that changes a novice to become a master in a particular art? Is it, is it once a week? Can we do it remotely? Can we do it twice a week and I become who you are? If I want to learn banking from Jim, obviously, he owns Zenith Bank. So two hours a week, two hours in one day, I sit with him, I follow him around, then I go. Can I become a gym over here like that? I want an answer from anybody. Okay, we do it twice a week. He gives me two hours, I follow him around and so on, I just look at him, I go. Can I build Zenith Bank from that? What about if we do it remotely? Chat, WhatsApp, chat. Why not? Why not? I have to be on the spot. I should be following that person. So it's a live transaction and it must be constant. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Put your hands together for this. Now, we contacted a McDonald's franchise. Okay. If you want to buy, many of the businesses you know in Nigeria today are true franchise, like KFC, uh, Mr. Biggs, um, ShopRite, Game, you know, those with their franchise system. So you will notice that uh, McDonald's, I don't know if they now have in Africa, but initially at that time they said they don't want to open in Africa. Pastor Yomia, are they in Africa now? They are in South Africa now. Okay. So one of the criterias 
for owning a McDonald's franchise is that you will learn the ways of McDonald's. So you, with all your money, you go and serve people in the restaurant. You work in the kitchen. You work in the kitchen. You work in the service department. You work in the cashier. I don't know if that system has changed. But then, before you can own the franchise, you yourself must understand the system. You must understand the culture. You must understand the values. That is the only way you can transmit it. Otherwise, whatever makes McDonald's, McDonald's will be crumbled. Jesus' example was such that we needed to be with him to understand the way of discipleship. If you do not sit and live with him, how can we replicate the life? How? Because you do not understand it. And our, our generation, we are so much in a hurry. There's nobody willing to sit down and learn. Nobody. We're not willing to sit down and learn. So I want us to look at what is the cost of discipleship. What is the cost? Before then, let's read, read Matthew. Matthew chapter 28, so that we can see Jesus' command. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 16. 16 to 20. He says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So you see, when Jesus was preaching, he made a lot of people believers, but there are very few people that were disciples. Am I correct? And then when he was going, he was telling them that they needed to make disciples. He didn't say, and senior pastor has explained this, he didn't say that they should go and make Christians. He's saying that they should go and make disciples. They should make effort to gather people in small groups and teach them. And make them disciples. And that was Jesus' command. So now, what is the cost? Luke, Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them, them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him, some translations will say, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him first deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. 
this concept or issue of denial is something that has been a problem. Because when you're in a world, it's difficult, especially in our world today, it is difficult for us to deny ourselves. In January, the church always organized prayer and fasting. And we learned that fasting is a form of denial. There are different forms of denials. Denials means that anything that will please yourself to the detriment of the kingdom or to the detriment of your neighbor, you have to deny yourself of that. Anything. Anything. It could be the person sitting next to you. Anything that will give you an undue level of superiority over your neighbor is not necessary. And you discover that most times what we are fighting for is to make sure that you are bigger than your neighbor. Nobody wants to grow together. That's why there's a lot of competition in the system. And that's how the world operates. Everybody wants to compete one against the other. But the scripture says you must first deny yourself. Those of us that come to church on Wednesday, we make a lot of sacrifices. And we must appreciate that. We deny ourselves of certain things to be in church on Wednesdays. It might be very difficult Sometimes to be in church on Sundays. I understand that some people come from very far distances. To be in One church on Sunday one. and on Wednesday. Some people come from miles away. Some people Bible walk study. to church. They have data on their phones. They have everything. Praise the Lord. How many are simple as coming to Bible study? This is the simplest part of discipleship. This is the easiest. Just come and listen. The Bible said, hold on to my teachings and live in accordance to them. Now, the first step is something that has become extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. That someone will sit down and say, I would rather, instead of spending two hours in traffic, I would rather watch online. I'm not criticizing once. After that, you know, I had gone to Otai a couple of times, but I asked him, man of God, please, Oga, why would you drive all the way from Victoria Garden City, all the way to Ota? <laughs> you can't tell me there's no church here now. He said, you won't understand that what I am today it's as a result of what I receive from there. If I cut that off, I am cut off. It does not conform. You know, we hear a lot of stories today about this pastor did this, this Christian did this, and he's born again, no? And he's born again, no? You know what's the problem? He has not been discipled. He never went through himself. And they don't give it a second thought. Why? Because they think there is... In my local dialect, it's called Igbo boy. If you're an Igbo, you know that there are some people that choose. Instead of spending money to send their children to school, they'll send their sons to Igbo boy 
to become what you call an apprentice to a man. And this boy will live with that man for seven years. Seven years. So when they send a boy at a young age, maybe 15, maybe 12, it doesn't matter, he lives with the man for seven years with seemingly no benefit. But at the end of the seven years, he has known how to do the business, the apprenticeship system, the discipleship system. They know what not to spend money on. They know what to spend money on. But you see how 90%, 95% to be precise, of startup businesses fail. Why? Because you, do, you are not discipled in the way of that business. You just go and you think you know how it works. And then you launch out to start your own business. Before you know it, your business fails. Can, can I ask a question? Okay. okay. <laughs> Who you are? If I want to learn banking from Jim, obviously, he owns Zenith Bank. So, two hours a week, two hours in one day, I sit with him, I follow him around, then I go. Can I become a gym over here like that? I want an answer from anybody. Okay, we do it twice a week. He gives me two hours, I follow him around and so on, I just look at him, I go. Can I build Zenith Bank from that? What about... You work in the kitchen. You work in the service department. You work in the cashier. I don't know if that system has changed. But then, before you can own the franchise, you yourself must understand the system. You must understand the culture. You must understand the values. That is the only way you can transmit it. Otherwise, Whatever makes McDonald's, McDonald's will be crumbled. Jesus' example was such that we needed to be with him to understand the way of discipleship. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So you see, when Jesus was preaching, he made a lot of people believers, but there are very few people that were disciples. Am I correct? And then when he was going, he was telling them that they needed to make disciples. He didn't say, and senior pastor has been a problem. Because when you are in a world, it's difficult, especially in our world today, it is difficult for us to deny ourselves. In January, the church always organized prayer and fasting. And we learned that fasting is a form of denial. There are different forms of denials. Denials means that anything that will please yourself to the detriment of the kingdom or to the detriment of your neighbor, you have to deny yourself of that. Anything 
anything. It could be the person sitting next to you. Anyone who wants to follow me must put aside what? His own desires and conveniences and carry his cross with him every day and keep close to me. Praise the Lord. Then he said to all, anyone who wants to follow me must put aside his own desires and conveniences and carry his cross with him every day. And keep. You know, I was listening to somebody on Sunday. He made an interesting analogy about the Lord's Prayer. He said, the scripture says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. And you know what? God's desire is that we depend on him daily. Daily. Every day. You know what that money we have in our account does? We are rest assured that our future is secured. Do you know that's what it does? When you look at your insurance package, when you look at your pension, when you look at your savings account, very, you know, some people's savings account is not like my own. <laughs> savings, serious savings account. When you look at it, very heavy. The tendency is that our dependence on God daily tends to dwindle. I pray, like I said, that we don't misunderstand me today. What we need to know is that when God provides for you today, and that money is more than enough for today, just know that the balance is at his disposal. Praise the Lord. <laughs> ah! So if you have more than one car, my wife has the second one. If you have two jeeps, <laughs> the second is at the Lord's disposal. And me, I'm the servant of the Lord. But but let me let me say something. Uh, can we clap for Pastor Colin? Is such I've never heard it said like that. So it's good to have extra, but the extra uncle should be at the disposal of the Lord. That's a sermon on this. In fact, that's for retreat. <laughs> <laughs> now this scripture, um, Luke nine twenty three, says. The word put aside means what? Whatever you don't put aside is in your way. It's a stumbling block. And it talks about put aside your own conveniences. When I spoke about this, I talk about convenient Christianity. Once it does not sweet my body, forget it. 
I know a member of church. Today he has a car. He has money. But when he started coming to church, you probably know who I'm talking about. He's a man. He's still in this church. And this is about 20 years ago. Every time he comes to church, he didn't have money. He walked to church and back. A lot of people, can we talk? What do we mean by convenient? Fasting is not convenient. Or it's convenient up to 12 o'clock. If I call fasting now, some people will say I've heard. But after 12 o'clock, <laughs> it is not convenient. Okay? When you call for tithe, money way no rich, including me. I don't have a... I don't have... <laughs> when you tithe, if you're waiting to tithe, <laughs> when it's going to be convenient, hello, somebody, will you ever tithe? You go come out eye for the money, drop, waka, go home. And because if you say you have faith, if you say you're following Christ and your life does not require faith, I doubt the person you are following. That, that is one fundamental thing today that people want to follow the Lord. The Lord should make their life so easy. You don't need faith. Do you know what faith means? When you face a mountain and you pray, the mountain is still there. God says, stay. One week, you stay there. Two weeks. Other people that want a convenient life, there are some people that will give you counsel. Do I'm like this. Hello. You see jam once. It was Pastor Lake that told us he said jam. It was six times. In fact, the fifth time he agreed that after a while, they told him some, hello, what do you call this thing? Special hair moves. He did it. He failed again. <laughs> Until, and then he stopped trying because he was frustrated. Then one woman came and said, no, I believe you're going to make it this time. He looked at the woman and he realized that it may be the Lord speaking to me. And he now changed his mind from the convenient spot that I don't... The Bible says, There is a way that cement right unto a man. Because it's convenient. But the end thereof is the ways of death. He said there are two roads in life. He says, the gate, wide is the gate. And easy convenient is the road it leads to damnation but narrow is the gate and difficult is the road that leads to life okay you can't tell somebody to carry this cross now your cross they carry this cross with me and keep close to him okay where is the lord showing up how come you're not showing up there Where is the Lord going to be? How come you're not showing up there? You carry your cross daily and you stay close to him. One of the ways we stay close to him is also listen when the spirit of the Lord is speaking. Praise God. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking for a man to marry him. 
and you are trusting God for that to happen. And it has not happened. What so many people do is to quickly try to get pregnant for the man and tie him down. Why some? There's a young lady we were talking to and we found that she married someone who is not born again. In our own language, we say, are you born again? You know, that's how we ask. So we married somebody that, she married someone that is not born again. We asked her why. She said, but I've been waiting now. There's no brother that is coming. This guy is not such a bad guy. And then that cross, do I care? I don't care that. What is source of funds? What kilo, I mean, kilo kumi, source of funds. My others are they, they pay this money, I ship this up, but that's all. We say no. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. And that young man suffered for a long time. And then he had this opportunity. Some of us, it could be you suffering, and there's just one glimpse of opportunity for you to do one corrupt thing. We should be able to tell ourselves, no, this is my own cross. Praise the Lord. We should not be afraid. We should not be tired. This world comes to serve. The commitment to serve. Put your hands together for him. Can you give us context? The day of, of, of delivery, you also do consistency. Consistency. They don't ever succeed. Why? Because it's somehow very difficult. I don't know if it is easy for you. It's not, it's not easy for me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's not easy. It's just that like you do it for a long time and you get used to it. Follow all the way. All the way. All the way. You have questions. Do you know that there was a time, I think it's John chapter 11, where Jesus was talking, talking, talking. These people said, this thing you are saying is a hard saying, no? Do you remember the place in the scripture? They say it's a hard saying. And they left him. And Jesus stood to the twelve. I told that they do hear that. I'm not going to go to. Peter said, where should we go? Where should we go? Even Jesus, Jesus, the son of God, the son of man, the God himself was there. And yet people told him, no, no, no. This thing you are saying is too hard. Me, I cannot do this thing. I'm walking away. They walked out on Jesus. So when people are walking out on the senior pastor, pastor, they did it to Jesus too. <laughs> they, did. Uh, they are very good Christians. That they, they cannot steal. I just laugh. You have not been given an opportunity to steal before. Praise the Lord. You think you cannot steal, Abby? You have not seen opportunity to steal. You need to see some opportunities. There are things that you will see. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. You just take it. Maybe this is how God, there's a pastor of a church that was telling me, sometimes you need to see these things as opportunity that God wants to use to bless you. <laughs> I'm saying the pastor of a church. Pastor of a church. Not, not a, he owns a church. You need to see these things sometimes as opportunity that God wants to bless you. That's how you need to look at this. He says sometimes you, the way you are doing your spirituality sometimes. Ah. 
me that is just I'm still trying. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now for the interest of others. There are certain things that might be luxury for you, but a necessity for another person. What will you consider? Would you consider your own luxury or will you consider the necessity of the others? Especially in church, this is one place that we can exemplify what is a luxury for you and what is a necessity for the church. In your place of primary assignment, your place of work, where you work every day, ask yourself, is this thing going to be a luxury for you or something that will improve the value of the company? You know, the attitude that we use when we work sometimes is we say to ourselves, why will I be killing myself for this thing? If I die today, the company will move on. We used to say this, right? If I die today, the company will move on. So why will I come and go and kill myself? Now my papa, now my papa business, forgetting, forgetting that if the company But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if they come to any point in our lives where we apply less faith because of the handsomeness of what we have in our account, then we are losing our ways. You must know that we must depend on God daily. And then one very important thing is that let's read Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. Help me with Galatians chapter 6, 9 to 10. Full of good works. Full But you must do good that everybody might see the goodness of God in your life and ultimately glorify God. Somebody spent a long time on and I laughed. I laughed because the very simple thing that you needed to do to replicate the kind of life that I live, you cannot do it. One very small thing, your life has shaken and then you started misbehaving. I can't be specific, but, you know, people do very horrible things because one small thing shook his life. He left the country and, and got involved in very horrible thing. And he's still wishing that he was like me, that wanted a very simple life. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to close with the last, the words of Dr. Lee. He says, live as if Christ died yesterday rose this morning and is coming back tomorrow. Live your life as though Christ died yesterday, rose from the grave today, and is coming back tomorrow. We must live with the consciousness that this whole experience of Jesus
We'll ask the Lord to help you in that decision. If there's anything that has to do with self or selfish interest, that I want to do a kingdom practice right now. If you have your tithes or your first fruit, please, I'd like you to come forward. You have your tithes and first fruit. Please come forward. Father, we thank you for your daughter who has yielded this call to honor you with her tight and first fruit. We ask, Lord, that you will continue to bless her. You will open the windows of heaven. And, Lord, you will shower her a blessing because she is going to testify about your goodness in her life. And we use her as a point of contact to those who might be watching online and might be giving their tithes of first fruit. We ask, Lord, that you bless them equally in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can make your transfer or you pay your tithe. God bless you. You might go. If you have a good offering, if you have a good offering, I'd like you to lift your offering up to God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. Just go straight to the post sermon announcement. Um, retro praise service holds this Sunday. Please note that service starts at 8:30 a.m. with pre-service prayers. Now, what about if you have never been baptized by immersion and you would like to be a part of it? Kindly see Minister Shema, or you can reach out to the admin to get details for the water baptism. Destiny Women Network presents a roundtable meeting. Tag, let us reason together. So all the women in the house, please take note, 29th of April, time 10 a.m. prompt, church upper room. Bank transfer failed crisis. Tackling this crisis requires everyone to kindly forward the transfer receipts to, of their tithes and offerings to our church accounts, WhatsApp number 08037204665. This will enable him to track your transfers and revert. If the transfers fail or if it is reversed, please bear with us. Thank you, church accountant. When you notice that the POS transaction you did was unsuccessful due to bad The Lord will open.